Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now. It's that time. Some sort of creature. What do you mean? Oh, some sort of creature just climbed down the wall next to this window. What do you mean some can you know can you describe the creature? No, I have no idea. Use your words. Okay, well I'm I'm sitting no, like a large like a possum or like some sort of furry creature. Is it in the room you're in right now? No, it was outside. Yeah, I'm in a room in Brisbane, Australia, hmm. and some sort of animal just right when you started recording just caught my eye and climbed down what looks like some sort of drain pipe. It'll be a possum. Wow. Crazy. Scary. Oh, crazy start to the podcast. It's time for Advanced Analytics. I adjusted the volume for that mid midway through. That was quite flashy. Yeah. Um, how's Brisbane? Second half deafened me. How's Brisbane? Nah, not great. Why do you mean not great? Oh man, last night, uh, one of the worst, I did, I'm here for the Comedy Fest and man, one of the worst hours of my life. Just a tough gig? Well yeah, it was the first time I'm doing a show with some friends and man, oh boy. <laughs> was it the sounds of silence? Yeah, at the, this is how it finished, me saying, just walking off stage halfway through a song and telling Sam, who's also on the show, I was like... I'm not doing any more. I'm not doing any more. And he was like, there's more. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing any more. And then he went on to thank everyone. And I just lay down. And the ground felt like it was um, it was like moving around. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. The thing about comedy is that it's not easy. I always say that. It's hard. And people don't realize Yeah, that. I always... Well, here's the thing. I did, I've done two solo hours. And... I mean, they weren't great. Oh, right. But I, 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 I didn't find making them hard. I found it fun. and I, But I always thought, like, man, it would be so much better if you had multiple people. You could do dialogue. Yeah. You could do banter. And you could, you know, collaborate. And now that I've done it, I'm like, wow. So much easier with one person. That's what I thought when I did that, that legendary one-man pod. I did um, that beleaguered one-man pod I did. Uh, yes. But I'm finding out that I think it's way easier with one person. You know, you don't have to run anything past anyone. You don't have any arguments. You're your own dictator. You're your own dictator. Unlike this um, pod, which is plagued with arguments and um, uh, debacles. But um, yeah. everyone at the moment is talking about LeBron, the Lakers, and the Celtics. Um, yeah. I thought we'd start a little bit. I mean, we'll probably get to that, let's be honest. But, I mean, let's just kick off with some other news. It's time for the Week in Review. Week in Review. Um, have you been following the NBA much this week? 
Yes, but I didn't see the magic result today, so don't talk about oh it. Oh, my God. Your one job as a magic specialist is to vaguely be aware of what the magic are doing. Can you get like an app on your phone or some sort of service that allows you to see daily scores? Can I recommend No, no, that? no. I intentionally avoided the score. The I didn't go on Instagram. Or crickinfo.com or something like no, that. No, I avoided it so I could see it. I could watch it. has a good tonight. app that shows all the scores. You're not listening to me. I've got this um, new, I, of course not. I've got this new app. It's quite good. It tells you when games are close. So it's, yeah, that's cool. so it's called um, Sports Alerts, and um, it's, I think it's mainly for sports bettors. It's a bit annoying if you're watching a live stream because it will often give you the alert like um, before your live stream. Even if you've got like League Pass, it's still a little bit before, but it will tell you like – it doesn't tell you major spoilers, just that the game is within five points with four minutes or left, less than the clock. Right. And the other day – In football, that must be all the time. Uh, no, no, for football, you said it different. You said it um, – uh, tie game or something with with ten minutes left or something. I don't know. Um, my point is is that um, uh, the other day in the NBA there was a game and there was a day and there was eleven um, there was eleven games on and um, mm-hmm. I got notifications to nine of them. Nine games were that close. It was crazy. Wow, nine's your lucky number as well. So, so you must have been. Yeah, I actually did a Reddit post about it and it was very unsuccessful. Um, we'll talk oh about shit! That. Yeah, well, have you already eliminated yourself? Uh, I may have forgotten to do a Reddit post. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right, man. We all we all make mistakes sometimes. But um, uh, what I want to get at right now is a quick survey from you. Who do you think, if the Warriors are the best team in the West, mm-hmm. who's, who's number two? In the West? Yeah. Uh, I've been asking a lot of people, and it's a tough question, except for Nuggets fans who just say the Nuggets. But I don't... I, I wouldn't say the Nuggets are the number one, number. Two. I know they're on the, in the seeding number two, and you've got to respect them. But um, I don't know if the Peel's number twos. I don't know. Um, yeah, I I like the Nuggets, but I I can't help but be a little nervous just because they're so young and no inexperienced. Yeah. Come playoff, come playoff time. The Bucks um, last but year. then the Rockets, I haven't really been paying attention to. But I think come playoff time, they'll be dangerous. Uh, yeah, I don't know who the second best team is. Thunder? What? What? You, you don't know. This is, mate. This whole podcast is about taking wild swings and predictions. Okay, well, I'm going to say the Rockets are the number two team. Yeah, that's a good choice. Thunder maybe would be the other option. I'd say the Rockets as well because James Harden just massacred my Raptors. He uh, wow. he played he played a bad three quarters and then had like 19 straight points or some crap in the fourth, including about four floaters in a row just doing the same shot over and over again to single-handedly defeat what I thought was uh, a title contender. And and maybe they still are. Um, The way I see it now is there's basically basically five teams in the mixer. I I, I honestly think that uh, Philadelphia and Boston have relieved themselves of contender um, duties. And not that I have much faith in the Raptors or the Bucks, but... That one of those teams has to make it right, so I'd say Raptors and Bucks are the favourite right there. And then um, over in the West, it's uh, Golden State probably, and then uh, I'd say Thunder and Rockets. Although Thunder even are looking a little bit shaky, especially with Paul George having injury concerns. But um, it, I think the amount of horses in this race is quickly narrowing, and I'm, I'm, I must say I'm quite excited. And I the fact that people can't predict what's going to happen in the East or who the second best team in the West is makes me think that um, you know we're in for a great playoff run even if it is Golden State coming out on top in the end. Yeah. Go- I think it's going to be a fun playoffs, man. 
Yeah, I, um, I, I'm, I'm more excited than I have been in years. Golden State did get killed by Boston today, but that yeah, looks they lost by like 40 points. Or that something, looks more. Right? That was more of a um, more of an outlier. People have been hating on Boston. Um, fans have been booing them in the second quarter at home. Um, they're falling apart, and it does. I mean, I, I don't get. I, I've worked my way back to LeBron already, but. Um, uh, you know how there's the debate, like, you know, who the problem is? Is it Kevin Durant or is it Russell Westbrook? And I think the answer now is a bit of both, but Kevin Durant is a lot more of an awkward person than we originally first thought. And when it comes to Kyrie and LeBron James, it's like maybe they're both a bit douchey because, cause, you know, everyone thought LeBron was tough to play with. He demands a lot of his teammates and, like, takes all the um, credit if his team wins. But now Kyrie kind of, like, seeming very mm. upset with Boston – Makes you feel like um, he can't be you, happy anywhere, you know? Did you see the news that I thought instantly th- made me think of you, that um, Kyrie is going to maybe star in a horror film about that ha- haunted hotel that NBA teams oh, mate, stayed I, at? I stayed there. I stayed there in Oklahoma wow. City. Um, it, well, it was not at all scary or interesting, to be honest. But it was so funny that um, they... Oklahoma City doesn't have any good hotels. Like they have, like maybe like a golf course resort, but that's a bit out. So yeah. like pretty much all they've got is a Sheraton, and then this one that I stayed at. I can't. I think it was a chain. I can't remember what it was. I stayed there hoping the Boston Celtics would chain, stay there. The Celtics stayed in a much worse hotel, the Sheraton across the road, and I think it was because like players like Kyrie are so scared of the hotel that I was staying at. It's, it's that's bizarre. crazy that he's going to star in a film about the hotel and he was staying across the road while you were in that hotel. What's crazier is that um, Kobe Bryant is writing like a young adult novel about a wizard who coaches a basketball team and does magical things to lift. It sounds like the earbud. It's like Uh, earbud meets Harry Potter, I'd say is what it sounds like. Awesome. I'm also working on a young adult fiction, Uh, fantasy fiction. I can't go into too many details, but stay tuned for that. Is this the one about the dolphins? There's no, uh, there will be some dolphins, but that's, that's not one of the main plot points. Let me just um, pull up Kobe Bryant's book for you a second. Um, the team is called the West Bottom Badgers, the lowest ranked basketball team in the league. They live in the poorest neighborhood in Dren. No one expects them to succeed. In but, where? Um, Dren. It's all fictional places. They're oh, called the West Bottom Bud- Badgers, and the, the town's called Dren. It but sounds that, like it's set in England. Yeah, it does. But they, they in the town new, of Dren. Let me Maybe just, it's inspired by Harry Potter. Let me just get a quote here. When a new coach named Rolabi Wizendard, like his name is literally like wizard, last name, Wizenard, yeah. um, arrives on the first day of training camp, the Badgers can't explain the magical seeming things happening around them. This seems like the worst book I've ever heard of in my life. But you just know because Kobe Bryant's so famous that It'll get so much publicity that it'll probably do quite well. Every player experiences unique visions that challenge what they know about their lives on and off the court. Oh, my God. It's going to be mentality bullshit. You know what happened the last time someone wrote a book about a young young adult book about wizard? Hmm. Harry Potter. (laughs) Sold millions of copies. And multiple films. That's the thing, like, Hmm. a lot of people... Uh, love J.K. Rowling, but she's hated by the wizarding community because, like, all those books, what does the all those films, like, do to dress up as wizards, like literally a um, a like five-hour Broadway play. She couldn't have snitched any harder 
on the wizarding community. Yeah, she reveals all that information about them. Yeah. Shocking. I just um, hate when people talk about the member mentality. It's the dumbest concept that the world has ever heard of. It's just like, go hard, believe in yourself, 100%. And pretty much every professional athlete has that, but somehow Kobe Bryant's managed to like... Um, Make it his. Yeah, trademark delusion. And people forget that Kobe Bryant like tanked the Lakers for like the four last years of his career. And um, I don't know, just the, the member mentality. Speaking of Lakers... Who was that guy who... Who was the one guy predicting they weren't going to make the playoffs before the year started? You. And I stand by. But they were going to make the playoffs, though. Here's the thing. They were on track. They were doing well. Like, they might not have been guaranteed to mix it, make it, but, like, they were, like, right there. And, like, they were, like, third or fourth around Christmas time. And then LeBron got injured, literally, on Christmas Day. He missed the most games he ever missed in his career, and now they're not going to make it. They've also had, like, a lot of pl- the young guys getting injured as well, like Ball, Kuzma. They miss a lot of games. Um, also, they're just combusting, it seems. I... Self-imploding. Well, I feel bad about it, right? Cause, like, Why? Because Le- LeBron came and, and ruined the young no, guys. No, he, he didn't. I don't think he came and ruined the young guys. He came and the ruined the young guys. The narratives are so bad. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he has, he, has, he has hurt some of their confidence a little bit, maybe by you know the fact that they're constantly rumored to be traded and stuff like that. And I don't love LeBron either. Like, I've rooted against him my whole life. But it's a really valuable life lesson, I think. Crazy that you were rooting against him before he was even in the league. Yeah. yeah. When he was, was like, um, five and six years old, I was rooting against him then, too. Yeah. But my point point was going to be is that he literally has lived his life the best, as perfectly as anyone can, you know? He's never had any scandals of any description besides you know organizing a bad espn special back in like 2008 or whatever he's never done anything he's never put his foot out of line he's never he, you know a little bit arrogant maybe he got a chosen one tattoo when he was like 18 you know he's done nothing wrong in his whole in his whole life he does the, the corniest instagram posts but he's where he, he talks to himself in the third person and he's like congratulating himself on like some real Dumb minor, like, scoring record nah, or but, something. Yeah, but, but he is, like, a god. Like, he mm, is literally a god. Like, if you look at, like, basketball gods, if you look at, like, Kareem, Shaq, Larry Bird, Magic, Michael Jordan, LeBron, like, he, he has made the NBA so good. And I, I've enjoyed that from a perspective of rooting against him. He's been a god mm. now since 2003. To put that into perspective, the, I, the iPhone was invented in 2007. So that is kind of crazy. Think about how long he's been in the NBA for. He's 34 years old. The only guys roughly his age that are still like performing at any level are Andre Iguodala and Chris Paul, two guys Vince who look Carter. like they, they look they look like they're going to Vince Carter's not doing anything. He scored 20 points. He he's actually older than these guys. He's yeah, like, he's 42 yeah. and he scored 20 points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but my point is Iguodala is, misses every second or third game to injury and probably is not going to be much use anymore. Mm. Chris Paul Vince, looks like he's a, a road game in Denver away from just dying on the f- court. Vince Carter did a dunk the other day. Yeah. Oh, it was um, impressive as well. I really like that play. Did you see that play where he went up like he was going to dunk it and kind of got stopped, but then he hung in the air and laid it in for the end one? It was, yeah, yeah. so impressive. My point is with LeBron, he's been a gift from the heavens. And if you 
if Peel, if 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 he can get that amount of hate that he gets, which is not, I'm not, I'm not saying people who like go like, oh, Lee GM's a bastard, or you know, he, he going to the Lakers was a sham, or um, going to Miami was a sham. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying genuine criticisms of him, or he doesn't play defense now. I'm saying the people who are just like waiting for him to not make the playoffs and just to go nuts at him. Um, it just proves that like it doesn't matter how good you are, like there's always going to be like irrational. Um, criticism and haters out there and you can't yeah I don't think goodness just makes you can't just be good and make people like you though well he's been good in every element of good like he's been a good oh, I person. disagree I think he's been extremely easy to hate and he's been a great player well let's not get too bogged down this unless you have some really good points but I, I like can't find any real criticism of him besides like you know playing for a few super teams and like being a little bit cocky but he's always cocky to be fair it's not cockiness if you can back it up. It's just like confidence. I think you you can find good things about anyone, though. No, but no, but he. You could flawless. say Hitler was a hell of a no, no, public couldn't. speaker. No, 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 no. But Hitler, Hitler has massive negatives. Yeah. Aka the Holocaust. Whereas LeBron doesn't have massive negatives. Well, I beg to differ. Well, name two massive negatives. Um, he's a douchebag. But based on what evidence? Just continuous stuff he does throughout his career. Give me ex- two examples. Uh, we're not going to win one championship. We're not going to win two championships. Yeah, we're not going to win... Th- that's um, not that bad. I'm taking my he's talents a, to South Beach. He's a Beach. professional basketball player. Just the way he carries himself. He carries himself very well. I disagree. It, even, like, politically? Like, I mean, he hasn't been too political. But like, oh, that was one of the best things he did was... Um, I can't breathe and he, stuff like that. He's already said he, he already said he's not going, you bum. Yeah, he spoke out. He spoke out against Trump. Like I don't know. I think he's pretty. I I, I reckon he's he's pretty impressive. And like it reminds me of a of another man who was very similar to him, who might have even worn the number twenty three on the basketball court. A man who you know had long hair, a beard, much like LeBron. I mean, LeBron doesn't have long hair, but he does have a beard sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. he, he didn't play in Nikes. He played in sandals. And he didn't. He wasn't a professional basketball player because, unfortunately, Jerusalem didn't have a professional basketball league at the time. His Don't compare him to Jesus because I'm comparing him to Hitler. Jesus, Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ was much like LeBron, where he did amazing things. He cured a lady who was blind. He healed a guy who had testicular cancer. I think that might be the Green Mile, but like he he did a lot of. I can't remember what LeBron did. I remember. I, I can't remember what Jesus did, but he did a lot of good things back in his day. So I've heard in a book, a little book called the Bible. You might have heard of it. And um, people persecuted him, didn't they? They hated him. They threw rocks at him. They um, said he was a false god, and they crucified him. You know, And that's what I feel like LeBron's going through right now. He's done, he, if I was a street artist, I would go out on the street and paint a, a photo of um, LeBron on the cross being crucified. He's th- I, for being I think old. If- what is his crime? Being old. No, but what if Jesus had come and had said, I am the true God. I am the God. And the everyone was like, oh, but what about God? And he's like, no, I'm the God. He is God. And when I did this, look, I turned water into wine. I'm the real God. Ignore God. I'm God. And then eventually he was doing all these things and and he upped and he left, um, he left Bethlehem and Jerusalem he left Jerusalem, and he moved to L.A. And then in L.A., everyone was so excited. They're like, Jesus is here. Let's go see him do tricks. And then he went. they went to see his miracles, and then he, he couldn't do any miracles. Mm. But he was like, I'm the true God. And they're like, yeah. oh, but where are the miracles? Mm. And then they 
they crucified him. Yeah. No, that's what, exactly what I'm saying happened, and I'm fine with that. And I'm like, I feel sad for Jesus, R.I.P. Jesus, and I feel sad for LeBron, R.I.P. LeBron. And I hope this isn't the end of LeBron, but it could be. You know, we've always been amazed at how he's lasted this long and accused him of being on P- PEDs. Something we, something we have no evidence for, but we feel the vibe on this podcast, and we don't we don't necessarily need any evidence. But um, it just seems crazy that like. This happened to Kobe, as I said, he just fell off a cliff one day and was just still just still spent five years just chucking up ear balls. Um, one day Shaq, I remember thinking Shaq's going to be good forever because he's so big. You know how guys like Tim Duncan, they age gracefully because well, they're so big? He still puts up numbers and stuff, right? But the, LeBron, isn't yeah. the main issue that they, he just built a horrible ass team? Yeah, but you can't 100% blame that on him. Right. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty harsh. Like, well, he cho- he chose to go to that team in the first yeah, place. It looks like it, he made a massive mistake. Not that Cleveland was looking much better, but like. Um, but it look, I, it looks to like me, it feels like Lincoln. it's less of him falling off and more of just past issues catching up with him. Because like, it's always been the coach's fault and his teammates' fault, and now finally, there's like maybe a little bit of blame coming on him. Because in past, he, how many coaches? His coaches get fired like it's no no man's business. To be fair, and it looks like Luke Walton's could in, get fired. In his defence, he hasn't had a great run of coaches. Like David Blatt, oh. looking back on it, as one of his better coaches, and they fired him even when he was doing really well. You know, like I don't know. Mm. He hasn't, he, but like, that, but that's why that's why I think that's his, that's like who's who's firing the coaches. Well, most of his co- most of well, the GMs, but like, yeah, he might be involved. I disagree. Like, but, but, what but if Luke Walton he, gets fired, and then you're he, like, well, this is a different will get fired. Like, he's going to get fired. Yeah. Well, so this is a Maybe different a organization, um, and it, the coaches it, it, are still it, getting fired. It's weird that LeBron hasn't had many coaches that are memorable. The only one being Spolstra. Um, but like, really, like, if you look back on his history of coaches, like, how many can you even name, and how many of them went on to have another head coaching job in the NBA? Not many, um, you know. Mike Woodson, isn't he an assistant in Golden State? Yeah, being an assistant somewhere isn't an achievement. Like, yeah, there's a few of them who are a little bit like that, but... I'd rather be an assistant for Golden State than a head coach in Cleveland, am I right? Well, no, you'd rather be a head head coach for, for sure. But anyway, um, yeah, RIP LeBron, if this is the end of him, um, thanks for... How long ago was 2003? 15, 16 years of amazing high-standard play... And this just goes to show how genius Jordan was. For like, I know he came back with the Wizards, and that was a bit embarrassing. It was, it was still impressive, but like, um, you know. How- hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Jordan just retired. I was like, imagine if LeBron won a championship in Cleveland, went back to the finals one more time in, in Cleveland, couldn't quite do it, and then was just like, hey, I'm hanging up, I'm retiring. 
it would have been pretty impressive way to go out. And I mean, I know he's going to play to the death and his moronic dream of playing with his son maybe could come to fruition he's, one day. I think he wants to be the goat, and he's got to he's got to win like three more chips. He does. He's the, <laughs> he does. Well, some people already say he's the goat, but um, yeah, yeah. R.I.P. to him. Um, okay, I knew I'd get some strong feelings out on you that. Do you know I'd get some really strong feelings going? Wow. Um, that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. Be humble! Sit down. Be humble! I used to be jealous of Marina Fallo. We're taking every game personal. I'm Sit down. Wow! That is pure magic. What a roller coaster! Firstly, I want to say I love all these boys, and secondly, I want to say I love all these boys. I love all these boys, and man, how can we beat all the good teams and lose to all the bad teams? Firstly, I would like to also preface by saying I haven't planned anything for this segment. Yeah, I just came off stage can, from can, a comedy can show. Can you help? Can you help um, explain though, like? R- what, do you have a theory as to why they've managed to beat <sighs> the top teams and lose to... They've lost some shockers. they lose to the Suns the other day? Or? Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I will say, from this season, it feels like we're better playing from behind the whole game. Like, if we're, if we're winning going into the fourth... Uh-oh. <laughs> if, we're, if we're behind narrowly going into the fourth, we're getting their win. It's game time. Um, and... Honestly, I can't figure it out. But there's been a few that would have just been such shockers. Like, the next we led the whole game, we were up by, like, 16 or something, mm. and then they just we just lose it. And then with a minute, like, we lose the lead with, like, a minute to go, and then it's game over. And then the Cavs yesterday, I don't think they shot well, but Cavs. then... You lost to the Cavs. Yes. Um, it's heartbreaking. Kevin Love is back, and they... And in, the, in the clutch, they just hit threes. It was like Della Vadova was hitting threes. They, um, Gidi Osman was hitting threes. It was crazy. So I, I, I must admit that um, uh, I, I have been impressed. The magic. Oh no, they're out of the. They're out of the. Out of the. Oh stop, guy! I literally told you, don't oh, ruin the result from today. Oh sorry, it's a, it's it's an NBA it's an NBA based podcast, and I was just yeah. But the one thing it was just don't say what happened. So here's here's my theory. I, I just I'm sorry. I did not. I honestly did not think about that. You didn't all. think, oh, the win would have affected their standings, or the loss would have affected their standings. No, I, I didn't realize. But I will say this: <sighs> I'm, I'm sick of hearing praise for Detroit, Brooklyn, Orlando. I don't think anyone's praising Charlotte anymore. But like, it really makes me sad that like the Eastern Conference teams that are at 500 or barely 500 get so much praise. Like people are raving almost about like Blake Griffin and stuff like that that he's led Detroit to a 500 record, and people just forget about like the Clippers, who are absolutely storming it comparatively in a much harder conference with a tougher schedule because they have to play the Western Conference teams more often. You know, yeah. And it, well, it I wouldn't is, say I hear that much talk about the Pistons, but well, pe- it's also just like star players attract. Because like the Clippers, who's the star? Pat Patrick Beverly. He was yeah. actually all over the internet yesterday. Yeah. Um, Blake, Blake Blake Griffin though was getting asked like about like you know the mentality and like how well they've been doing and stuff like that, and he was like, "We haven't been doing well." And then I looked at the at their 
um, record. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. They haven't been. It's weird that he's getting any platitudes at all. Well done. You led Detroit to f- a 500 record in the in the East. It's, uh, yeah, well, that's what he said. Yeah. Um, but uh, like the Lakers would probably be in the playoffs if they were in the East. Yeah, well, they, 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 they have yeah. been the last 10 years. The the, in terms Cavaliers. of the Cleveland Cavaliers. No, the Cleveland Cavaliers last year were a lot better than the Lakers team is this year, I think. And the Lakers probably, as I said again, probably would have made it if LeBron didn't miss so many games and didn't have so many injury. But, I mean, that's isn't that injury propensity? Yeah. Um, um, let's bring the attitude back up a little bit with um, a segment we like to call Guy have Been Thinking. Such a long intro. Please Paul, you put a 14-second intro on that. It's not one that's meant to be played live. It's meant to, You're meant to edit it so we're talking and it's like swelling underneath us. All I'm saying is something's got to happen with that one. Well, uh, all I want to say is this. Are there any films you haven't seen that you really want to see? You just, mate, you've got to, you've got to remove the darkness inside you, and you don't know, you don't know necessarily who Charlotte played today. They might have won two games today. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just yeah. maybe if maybe if Charlotte won and Orlando won, mm. Charlotte still somehow leapfrogged us. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I I I don't know the result of today's Magic game. If that's any consolences, I'm sorry. It, I, I watched the first three quarters in their entirety, and it wasn't looking good. That I think uh, we were without Terrence Ross, and without Terrence Ross, man, I love Terrence Ross. Um, anyway, not there's not here to talk about if and Terrence Ross and his bullshit. We're here to talk about what I've been thinking about this week. And there was a good quote in the media from Adam Silver who said the All-Star game didn't work. It was an afterthought of the weekend. Um, um, he said it, we put an earring on the on a pig, which is a play on the, the famous expression, we put lipstick on a pig, which the idea being you've got something that's not attractive and you've tried to make it attractive, but you've Yeah, failed. what's putting an earring on a pig? Well, that was what I was going to say. I was like... A Making pig, it like a bogan... A pig, no, but a pig with an earring would almost look quite good, I think. That Don't pigs have earrings? They have little hoop earrings sometimes. That's a, that's a good point, and they they have them because it's such an effective way of improving the look of your pig. So if there's any pig farmers listening to this, or email us at guyimport@gmail.com with any facts about pig farming, but also just remember that if you do want to make your pigs look more attractive, for whatever I don't know why you want an attractive pig, and I'm not going to question what you're doing with your pigs. I'm just going to say that if you want a pierce its ear, it might look um, wonderful, and. Um, He's right. The All Star Game sucked again. I'm I'm glad to hear the ratings were bad because I personally I th- I think probably the All Star Game's never been good. It's always been for kids, and I know people say that in the 80s it was okay. Um, but what I thought was really interesting about the All Star Game in general, and this is what that he's talking about replacing it with maybe some sort of mid season tournament or something like that. And they're always suggesting all these weird tournaments. Um, I do think it would be a good idea to have like a a, tro- a trophy or a prize for best regular season record. And that is something that could be um, – like, I, I really enjoy the Premier League, um, the British Soccer League, and I just think it's um, uh, quite weird how like winning the regular season, I think the Raptors did last year, just means nothing. And um, it, it, the 82 games kind of like, you know, teams, the good teams who know they're going to win, like the Warriors just spend it like, you know, trying to get home court advantage, but they're not fighting that much harder than that. Mm. And um, I, I think for a start, they should have, 
a tr- there should be a trophy. And it, it's not a hard award, award to implement for regular season because you can just go back in history and award those trophies basically retrospectively. And I actually found out trophies are you can buy trophies real cheap. Just get heaps of trophies. Yeah. I just think I just think there should be some tr- award or recognition for the Bucks for like you know pulling out the best record in the NBA. And I know I know they yeah, get home court advantage. I agree. Um, but what I was what guy I've been thinking about really was that um, what I hate about the All Star Game is they say players don't have motivation, and mm. I think that's really really interesting. And um, they talk about that about if you do a play-in tournament as well, you do a tournament mid-season. Well, players are going to hate playing in that, and they're going. Why do they care about this crappy trophy? They're not going to try that hard, and that's where I just think people are wrong. I, I I don't know what the solution is, but I just know that when I play pickup basketball on a Sunday or or mess around and play um uh, like a uh, mixed grade crappy level soccer on a Thursday or whatever, it's sad to lose. It's like hard to take a loss you know like everyone wants to win pretty much i mean i mean there's different levels of competitiveness but normally people who are good at sports are really competitive they want to win you know that's what michael jordan was famous for it's what kobe bryant was famous for um you know lebron hasn't expressed it as much but you assume that he's you know doing everything out there i mean the lakers recently haven't been a good example of that but like historically you know these are guys who will just do absolutely anything to get a W, you even look at like bench players, you look at Matthew Delvadova, and all he was famous for was just scrapping till the end, right? It's the kind of player that you kind of quite like, am I right, Paul? I love a heart and hustle yeah. guy. Yeah, and you love c- competition. And so I think it's like kind of a ridiculous yeah. theory that the players don't care. And I think a lot of players maybe look relaxed or something like that, but realistically, they it probably hurts them behind the scenes, and they probably pretend like, you know, peer on ESPN criticizing them and stuff doesn't affect them, when really it probably... It probably deeply does, and it's definitely not fun to lose. And you see teams like the Celtics, who had high expectations and don't do as well as they do, like falling apart, kind of like they have been, with the exception of today, um, as evidence of like, you know, maybe players caring a lot, and then when things don't go their way, that's when you can kind of fall off kilter. My point being is, I wish there was some way of seeing the players hurt. And I think there should be, and I mean, I'm one of those weird people who thinks there should be cameras everywhere besides toilets, mm-hmm. but live webcams in the um, changing rooms, it'd be quite cool, or at least some documentaries or something, some way of seeing what the locker room is like in a loss. And it'd be interesting to see, like, that would be a good way for fans to decide which players they like or something like that. And I don't think players need to go mental, like kind of R- Russell Westbrook who kind of pouts for four days and doesn't talk to media and stuff like that. But like... I don't know. It'd be like, you know, you know, Dirk smashing an exercise bike or Rashid Wallace throwing a drinks container against the wall. It's like... Yeah, it's weird to say, say stuff we have seen video of. Yeah, but like what I'm saying is I want more of that. And I'm like, yeah. in the NBA, oh, my other idea is um, there should be... Uh, I mean, I think everyone's had this idea before, but there should be an option on League Pass to just watch the game without any sort of commentary whatsoever. But there should also be an option to, um, after the game's finished, we don't care about the aftermatch interview which doesn't mean anything James Harden how's the game he was like it was good we tried hard um, I want to see what it's like inside the Rocket, Ro- uh, Rockets locker room who Chris Paul is is you know digging into yeah. which player has got his, his head his hand his head in his hands you know like that's what I was shocked um, Alvin Gentry Gentry yeah the coach of the New Orleans Pelicans he was asked something and he was like 
uh, he started. He was kind of slurring and he wasn't really talking with much direction. Mm. And then he was like, "Sorry, I've I've had a couple of beers." <laughs> and I was like, "So he went straight to the locker room, I assume." Mm. And he had the beers straight away, and then he because like that interview he was doing looked pretty soon after the game. <laughs> and I was like, "Man, he downed those beers pretty you quick." Sure, you sure he wasn't joking? No, he he was drunk. Do you reckon he dropped a knee into the funnel? Maybe there is also, was, and what I hate, I hate it when, um, like you know how Tiger Woods got caught drink driving, and they always just say, "Oh, it was a bad um, reaction to some new prescription drugs or something like that." Yeah, for back pain. They, they always make up some bullshit lie when true. When in reality, Tiger, Tiger Woods' life, let's be honest, is probably an ongoing train wreck of pain and despair, as judged from his, you know, famous addictions that have been, you know, outed in public. Um, I don't know why I got into Tiger Woods. That was weird. Um, my point was going to be that, uh, like, it could be a bad reaction to some... Well, maybe. Alvin Gentry's had a tough season with the Pelicans. Maybe he's just hitting the bottle hard after every game. Oh, yeah. No, well, yeah, it seemed him. like he was happy. Seems like Sorry? A good, if, and if he is happy, you know, full credit to him. Who are we to judge? Yeah. So um, cameras and changing rooms, that's my idea. What, what does Paul Don't Lie think about that? Cameras and changing rooms, I'm into it. Watching guys getting changed. <laughs> guys in the nude. I don't know. It's just, it's just um, like, it's kind of what the media is supposed to be like in there for anyway, but I'm like, you may as well just live stream it. I mean, I'm not going to watch Bay Area Sports interview of Kevin Durant in his locker after he's showered, but I might watch what Kevin Durant does with his shoes afterwards. I don't know. Yeah, Paul Don't Lie, I would like to, I would like to jump on and, and add a new idea I had while you're talking. Yeah. Um, you were talking about how you'd like a commentary-free uh, version on League Pass. And I was like, why don't you just mute your laptop? And I was like, oh, he still wants the stadium atmosphere noise, I yeah. guess. So here's my idea, and it's not really an original idea. I think people have suggested this a lot. Every player is mic'd, mm. and you can listen to either just every player, mm. um, or you can you could, you could listen to one player or two players, you know, you could you could be like, oh, I just want Steph and Clay. Yeah. Or um, yeah. That'd be that'd be an amazing experience, and I I almost hope that comes when uh, they've kind of gone cold on it. But the NBA for a while, you know how they did that stupid thing in the All Star Weekend when they advertised digital numbers on jerseys. Maybe nah. that's the future. I don't know. And sorry for burping me on the podcast. That was disgusting. Um, they they did you not see that? They Adam Silver pulled out like this jersey where apparently the number and the name can change on the back with um you know digital ink or something on the it was a stu- wow for for all bandwagon fans well i don't know what i don't know what no well, I, I guess not bandwagon but it's like if your player leaves leaves the team like you because you're still supporting a team it's just so you can change the mm. name on, I, I, I thought it was an all-star jersey well, that was what it was done, but the point was it was one of those announcers where they haven't actually developed the technology. They're just like, this is what the technology could be. You know? Oh, so what? It was like green. It was like computer generated. Oh, it was the fake. biggest piece of crap. It was it looked like it was projected on or something like that. Like it wasn't what the actual idea would be. Um, right. But so maybe this was the NBA doing that. But remember how like last year or the year before they were big into like VR and they were kind of showing like. You could have yeah. a courtside seat, and you can look anywhere, and you could, you know, get the actual courtside experience. I would hope that the courtside experience included that that level, like there was a, as well as having a, a VR camera on one of the seats, you'd also have a, you know, a, a three hundred and sixty microphone that would pick up 
I mean, crowd chatter, but just like a little bit more of that action. Mm. Apparently, That's- courtside seats can be like that. There's, I've sat, sat quite close to the court. I've sat in second, third rows, and I've heard stuff, but it hasn't been like it hasn't been like life changing or anything like that. It's just it's quite funny to hear what the players just talk about at the free throw line and stuff like that. Like it's it's pretty. It's it maybe takes the heat away sometimes because they can seem quite pedestrian, I guess. Getting back to my old point, like they don't really care. But I mean, I, in a big game, it would be amazing to hear players yeah. yelling at each other and stuff like that. Okay, did you do a Reddit post? Um, I actually did two. Wow. I did that LeBron one. That, um, so what did that say? Uh, that I, I basically said it in the, in the interview, just defending LeBron. Oh, the Jesus one. No, I didn't bring in the Jesus element. I added that. That's um, that was a podcast exclusive. <laughs> My okay. LeBron is Jesus one. It was just about stop hating on LeBron, and it's like who cares? Uh, this is why I hate because it was annoying that Lakers fans were um, chanting "We want Kobe," and I was like, "This is why I hope AD doesn't come to Los Angeles. You never make the playoffs again, and you keep on having to pay LeBron James like the god he is." That's how I finished, and it was one of my most controversial posts. It's, it's still up if you want to search by controversial. Um, it has zero upvotes, but 74 comments, which I've I already, thought was my I, new personal best. I already warned you that anything anti-Lakers is going to get downvoted. Yeah, oh, good point. Infinity. I actually forgot that information. Well the, well, the top comment, oh, actually, no, the not most upvoted comment, but the comment that was at the top of my algorithm was someone going, hey, this guy has a point, and then pointing out the anti-Lakers, the Laker, the Laker nutters. And then there. did he get, oh, he got upvoted by anti anti-Laker fans. Yeah, but then the um, the main comment that had 74 upvotes was um, someone saying, um, uh, LeBron stuff's up. Stop being a hater. Um, Harden and Westbrook stuff up. Um, um, that's fine. You know, pointing out that, like, we just... But I'm like, Harden and Westbrook are not nearly the players or haven't nearly had the careers that LeBron have. I, I mean, I'd love it if, if, if those guys win championships and MVPs multiple times and give us like a career over like 15 years, then I'll be like, oh yeah, absolutely, pay them respect. But I don't think Harden and Westbrook have earned much of anything yet besides being like, you know, Gilbert, um, Gilbert Arena's level offensive dynamo- d- dynamos, you know? Right. And what does that get you? A podcast. Yeah, cool. What, um, what's your us. other post? Uh, my other post, I can't even really remember what it is. Sorry. You didn't even do one. Why are you grilling me on this? No, I'm not grilling. I was just oh, why uh, you putting hard work. aggressive at me? You know? No, um, I was curious. My other post. Oh, my other post. I this is my favorite segment. I'm I gutted mentioned, I I mentioned what my other post was. And this one was positive, but just very unpopular. It was just that um, I just pointed out that... Um, that uh, of the 11 games, nine of them gave me a notification. I pointed out early in the podcast as well. And um, everyone just commented on like bets they had that, you know, they, they were going to, they're about to win. Some dude from Britain was like, I was about to win 1800 pounds, wasn't I? And then uh, Denver had a last minute comeback against Philadelphia and I lost my, all my money or whatever, you know, I don't know. It was, it was not good. Uh, thanks for reminding me. Cause I need to get back into gambling. You do not need to get back into gambling. Um, time. Our, our mutual friend Joseph Moore did gambling today, and he said he was inspired by your dumbass theories. And um, it could not have gone because Paul's theory for people who aren't up with us is you pick the certain favourite, and I mean he picked some shockers, but there were, and I won't mention the magic result now that I've seen it, but the, there were there were some um, shockers today. The Grizzlies beat the Trailblazers, the Timberwolves beat the Thunder. The Celtics kicked the shit out of the Warriors, and the Rockets beat the Raptors. Like there was literally like, 
four so Joseph, or five. So Joseph bet on heaps of NBA games. Yeah, but the favourites. Like, you'd expect the Trailblazers to beat the Grizzlies at this point of the season when the Trailblazers have to win and the Grizzlies don't care and are terrible. But Mike Conley had, like, his career high to take them home. And mm. you'd, you'd, you'd never guess that the Celtics, who yeah. are slumping, would so just beat the crap I, out of the I, My theory was, is you don't just bet any time there's a favourite and an underdog. Yeah. There's days, there's sometimes, you know, might, a week might go by and, and a suitable game doesn't come up. Mm. But it's about being patient and just being extremely selective. Yeah. And there's games that you can look at and you're just like, there's no way so-and-so is going to win that game. Mm. You look well, at who's you playing, who's not the playing. The Trailblazers to beat the Grizzlies today, but yeah, way, yeah, that was one I might. I you know, I don't think that's a bad bet. I don't know. Maybe there was some information that we didn't know, but he is an idiot. And that is the end of our podcast. I'm sorry we didn't get to email. I, 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 I just thought I I did have an NBA dream two nights ago. Oh, I, I've really got to go. Like I've got to wake up in a couple of hours. Have you uh-huh. gone? No. You could say your dream fast or something like that. No, well, I would have already finished it by now, but that's what was fine. The dream? That's, no, I'm not saying it now. All right, well, we'll um, tease that for next week. Tune in no, for Paul's I'm not. NBA dream, possibly. Uh, we'll Any movies you haven't seen that you want to see? On, on the Advanced Analytics podcast. <laughs>